Welcome to the latest episode of the podcast that wouldn't die. I'm your host, Kevin. With me, as always, is Aaron. Hey! This week, we'll be discussing the science fiction horror classic? Question mark. Oh, man. Slither? Is this, is this another one of your jokes where you call it the classic? Oh, man. Oh. Blast I'm throwing it down right now. The, the devil you say. This is, this is Slither, starring Elizabeth Banks, Nathan Fillion, Michael Rooker. There's a few other people who you may or may not recognize. I don't know. It's hard to say. Uh, and I was totally confused, because I thought it was the movie from the 1970s, which it, we will have to find and, and watch. It's not It's also not Sliver, the <laughs> Sharon Stone erotic movie with Billy Baldwin. Can I tell you, I walked, I, I walked down the aisle uh, with a, a dude who was in that for my friend Lisa's wedding. When they're looking through the telescope at the couple having sex across the way. Do you remember that in, in the movie Sliver? Uh, I saw it literally 30 years ago. So, yes. At, at one point, they're at a party and they have like a telescope so they can look across to the building the way. And, and they're watching a couple having sex. So the dude... Uh, in that, it, it was like a buddy of my friend's husband. So he was my partner at their wedding. Lovely. Lovely, yeah, lovely. That was, it. that was his claim to fame. So it's not Sliver. It's not Shivers, which was, I believe, a David Cronenberg movie from the 70s as well. It is Slither. Not High Ho Silver either. Not High Ho Silver, in case you were thinking that and you're 75 years old. Um, this is this was one of the uh, uh, first mainstream efforts of James Gunn, who went on to do Guardians, Guardians of, the of the Galaxy. Absolutely. Before this, he had written uh, the script to the Dawn of the Dead remake, uh, and he uh, wrote, I think, one of the Scooby Doo movies. So there you go. Okay. So now, so so now he's a big star. Back then, not so much. Oh, my God. Yeah, this is another one. It should have been, you know, like an assignment for class. You got your grade. Now you throw it away. You don't have to make it a movie. Now, we, we jump, we've jumped <laughs> way ahead. Let me, let me stop right there. Go to our page on Facebook, at the podcast that wouldn't die. Go to our page on Twitter, at tpodcasttwdie. Email us at the podcast that wouldn't die at gmail.com. If you want... I will give you my Twitter. It is, in fact, <laughs> okay. the, cult, the cult of Aaron. If you want to just talk to Aaron about other things. <laughs> you too. can talk to me about boobies, too. <laughs> I'm single and I like to mingle. Okay, there you go. So <laughs> send, send in your profiles, pictures, whatever you want to oh, do. Lord. Let the good no times roll. Picks, please. No oh, dick pics, please. Uh, I, I told a lot. Oh, we're also on. You can uh, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, etc., etc. Like, share, subscribe, give us five stars, whatever you need to do. Hook a brother up, help a brother Hook. out. Uh huh. Um, so Slither, I actually saw this movie in the theater. Oh, my if you God. can imagine that, and I, I can't well, imagine that, and I own it. I own it. Uh, what the on hell? DVD. Yeah. Oh, Does your wife just let you throw money into the trash can, she, followed by a match? Pretty much. She has never seen this movie, and I imagine she never will. Um, I would advise so. <laughs> 
So do you want to give uh, the, the quick synopsis? Lay okay. Here you go. Small town, vaguely northwest. Uh, meteorite crashes. Slug creature crawls out. Sticks an arrow into someone. He turns into like a festering squid slug. Uh, <laughs> he procreates by way of Quato-like finger wieners. <laughs> it is so disturbing and disgusting. Yep. Merle from The Walking Dead yep. turns into this just gelatinous uh, rapo monster. Yep. Uh, ch- the chick from 30 Rock, uh, Elizabeth Banks, is in it, who, who I do love. But she's, great. She is always, she's always the same character. Um, and town turns into creatures and they figure out some collective hive. Kill, kill the king, and they all die. Basically, the end. Good and, times. and that's what they do. The end. They kill uh, uh, the 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 head squid Grant. Yep. Merle. I'm just gonna call him Merle. Yep. They kill Grant almost the same way they kill the shark from Jaws, which is like a propane or, or a pressurized tank. It explodes. Chunks of meat fly everywhere. The end. It, it's it's pretty rough. It's pretty rough I mean, by the end. Let me tell you. Yeah, it, it's disgusting. And but they're trying to be, you know. Uh, I, I was. It's not a classy. You're next. It's definitely classy. Is not the word. No. But they they try to be kind of funny, quirky. But I can't get beyond the sausage wiener fingers. So <laughs> it's all it's all some kind of once again male rape. Men love to rape other men. That's all I gotta say. It's like an episode of Oz, basically. It's deliverance from outer space. No 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 no. Pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah, I mean, basically I read an article and they said that the director was talking to the main actor, Nathan, Nathan Fillion, who you know from Castle and The Rookie, if you're watching cable or uh, regular TV these days. Uh, I recognize his face, but I've never watched any of his crabobble. He, he basically said that James Gunn told him, the director, he said, this is not a comedy, although funny things happen. So, I would say they were trying to make a comedy because clearly it's it's not a horror movie. It's well, yeah. It, basically, what it is is a terrifying situation, but people are quick with the quips. Basically, everybody's got a one liner. You know, there's a lot of high fiving going around. Uh, <laughs> what? Yeah, not, not everyone's best effort. Oh, how dare you! This movie's hilarious. This movie is hilarious. Boy, that is, that is strong wording. Strong no. wording. Okay, so let me let me break down the physiology of this creature because we we talked about Alien not long ago, and it's it's kind of a similar convoluted situation. So the meteorite crashes, and a slug-like creature comes out, like you said, and it shoots. I don't know, like a dart, like a dart into this dude Grant. The dart swivels into his nervous system. Into his, his brain. brain and takes him over. At that point, like Grant, a zombie. Right. At that point, Grant is no longer around, although this creature has access to all of Grant's memories and things. So and, he acts like him and says things like him initially, at least. 
And and beyond that, because Elizabeth Banks has sex with Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer Monster. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And the monster, in fact, channeling bits of, uh, of, of the Grant character, falls in love with her because right. he's never experienced such romantic love in the billions of eons he and his sausage figures have traveled the earth in search of love that is correct so now he's possessed and he has these i'm gonna call them appendages <laughs> that squirt out of the middle of his chest oh, I'm, I'm getting ptsd it's, it's, it's rough about this. it's rough and if he sticks you with both of those little pinchers then he fills you up with these slugs kind of things let let me just add at the end of his wiener sausage finger is like a dirty old fingernail like a cat fingernail on the yes that is correct so it fills you up with these slugs and it makes you ravenously hungry to the point where you will eat like dead animals and even dead people if push comes to shove do we know it fills you up with slugs because when the dude at the end pulls it out it it was like orange spunk was coming out (laughs) this is where you're right this is where it gets evidently if you're only stuck with one of the pinchers then you you don't get infected which makes zero sense so i'm not (laughs) sure how that works so after you eat enough you be blow up like a balloon basically a giant bounce house size balloon and you explode and then those slugs come out Oh, and then they're quoting from the room. You're tearing me apart. You're tearing me apart, Lisa. <laughs> um, and those slugs want to go in your mouth because if they go in your mouth, then they take you over and you become like a drone for the main creature. Basically, right. it, it's a collective. It's, it's like a collective. It's you're out. That's exactly what it is. So they all share one mind. So if one of them sees you. Then the main creature sees you, and they all see you. Right. So th- then they're all, like, approaching Elizabeth Banks, and they're all talking of one, I love you. I'm sorry I tried to strangle you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, oh, sweet Lord. So the, <laughs> so the main, the main uh, like, big man in, on campus or whatever, like the, trying to think what he is he's like the wealthiest town member basically michael rooker merle um he's the one who's taken over by the creature essentially elizabeth banks husband right she's married to or he's married to elizabeth banks who the sheriff or the chief of police or whatever was childhood friends with and has always had like carrying a torch for years later you know from afar still kind of interested right um Early on, the Grant character kidnaps a local townie woman, some kind of floozy, and impregnates her with the slugs. And now, she goes let's missing. Let's be clear. This is after he's possessed. This is after, right. He's after. Now, that's the thing. Initially, we're, we're supposed to think Grant's kind of a jerk. But, it's but he clear- really didn't do anything no, bad. No, he didn't. He's clearly devoted to his wife. To the point where even when he's drunk and the floozy throws herself at him, he's like, no, no, no. I got to get back to my wife. Exactly. It's like we're supposed to think he's a bad guy, but he really doesn't do anything bad until he's possessed by the, the slug creatures or whatever. Yeah. Um, so, so that's uh, an interesting choice in writing. It is. It is. Um, 
Okay, so they're trying to find this missing woman. Okay, they managed to track her down because now Crazy Grant is a is a, is a squid monster roaming oh, around. God. <laughs> so the mayor I, is and like, I can't even describe this 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 horrible, god awful. A lot of slime. You know what? It, it was the thing with antenna. And, and squid feet. Yes. That's what I kept thinking of. The thing. Yes, that is exactly uh, right. Okay, with, Aaron. With ra- weird razor sharp teeth. Exactly. You're absolutely right. So, Aaron, it's interesting that you said the thing you kept thinking about because I realized this movie was a straight homage to a million different horror movies. Night yeah. of the Creeps, if you haven't seen, is a bunch of alien space slugs. Rabid, there's the woman with the little thing that comes out of her armpit with a little poker thing. What? If you haven't, okay, I got to jump in. If you've not been watching Joe Bob Briggs on Shudder, you're missing out on all these horrible movies. So, oh. uh, Rabid was one of those movies. Uh, Society, where they're all kind of squishing together and forming like a human blob. That was all oh. from Society. That and that's what happens in this, uh, and of course, Night of the Living Dead, uh, thing or the thing, I should say. Uh, it's all over the place when they were showing scanning through the town. All of the shops had like kind of uh, interesting names, like it was R.J. McCready's Mortuary from the thing. Hey, hey. the uh, the pub that they were at was called Hen and Lauders. Hen and Lauder was the guy who uh, did uh, Basket Case, the director. Um, one of the farms was the Castavets farm. Did you notice yeah, that? Yeah, Rosemary's Baby. I wrote that down. <laughs> yep. Um, of course, one of the farms was the Farmer Fitzgibbons, which was from the most terrifying tale of all, Peter Rabbit. So there you go. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Just <laughs> randomly uh, at their high school team, home of the Bassett Cooters. Can you tell me what horror movie that's from? Uh, well, the school is Earl Bassett. Earl Bassett was a character from Tremors. Can you tell me what a cooter is? This is this is not the time or the place. <laughs> What's a Bassett? I still have, you haven't answered what a I, Bassett I, cooter I, is. I, I, I can't. Is I can't it like a JJ? What is that? Anything's possible. I can't <laughs> answer that. I can't get into it. Now, I have to say, when I first saw the commercial for this, I literally thought it was a remake of Night of the Creeps, like I said, with all the alien space slugs. But what really had my attention was Air Supplies, Every Woman in the World, one of my favorite songs. your whore, every woman in the world to me. Oh, yeah. It's you know, I, I love me some Air Supply. <laughs> they, they did have some great references. Lots of Air Supply. Oh, yeah. Elizabeth Banks cracking a tab. Icy cold tab. Well, I guess the director said that he finds that the message behind that song, Every Woman in the World, as terrifying. Oh, like, you're, you're the only creature in the universe that I care about. Everyone else can all become zombies, basically. So. Of, of course, that's what a man would think. <laughs> That is a lovely, lovely tribute. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's a tragedy. It's, it's a tragedy. Now, you know, I saw them at the county it. fair, by I, the by. I saw them at Humphreys by the Bay in San Diego. They were pl- performing with Rick Springfield. So there you have it. Oh, how did Rick look? 
a little rough around the edges. Of course, this was Arizona, 25 years ago. So, see, the problem is if you're Rick Springfield, you start off good looking. Air supply. There were always little crazy leprechauns. They, they always, uh, you know, they weren't going in either direction they went. They'd still be fine. It's a sad situation. Well, in their sad, sad situation. They're not the same fan base either, Rick Springfield and Air Supply. It was Air Supply were kind of older couples, kind of holding hands and like snuggling. Oh, wait a minute. You mean at the concert or in general? At the concert. Uh, Rick Springfield were like old kind of uh, just past their prime ladies wearing their like Rick Springfield 84 uh, halter tops. It was a little, it was... It was as terrifying as anything you'll see in this movie. Let me just put it that way. I still have my original Air Supply vinyl <laughs> sitting over there. Like when they're st- they're like staring off into space with like a a, a building behind behind them, like they're superheroes. Yep. Well, they can make stadiums rock, according to their uh, one of their hits. So that's they, what yeah, they say. That's what they say about themselves. They Anywho. were ro- rocking the county fair, although it was only people of a certain age. Of <laughs> that, there can be no doubt. <laughs> so there's a scene. Grant shows up at the Floozy's house to abduct her, to impregnate her and abduct her. And she's watching the Toxic Avenger on her little crazy TV. Interesting with her note, baby. With her baby, with her infant child. The director of the Toxic Avenger, Avenger plays a crazy drunk in a later scene in this movie, sitting in the police station. He has no lines. He's just sitting there. In like a trench coat by uh, one of the officer's desks. So there's a little Just Easter egg a, for you. A, ma- a, ma- a magical cameo. That's all you need. That's all you need. And actually, the director of this movie, James Gunn, has a cameo. In the beginning, he's like the history teacher talking to Elizabeth Banks uh, when Michael Rooker arrives and kind of drags her off. I know what he wants to borrow, and I ain't lending. So, really, that was him because was I was I, I was looking him up and he looked different. He looks different in the picture on IMDb for well, sure. And I'm I'm gonna knock your socks off some more. At the time, he was married to Jenna Fisher, who plays Shelby, oh, the switchboard operator from The Office. Well, but she wasn't from The Office at this time when they filmed what? this. Right when they filmed this show, this is before she became a big star, and she actually begged her husband for the role. And it wasn't until somebody dropped out that he kind of tossed her a bone and said, okay, you can have it. But by the oh, time the movie so came out. Because it's so pivotal. If she was crappy, if she would ruin it. It was so pivotal. He now, was, you know what? Hold it right there. You know what this is? What this is, is the case of Ricky Ricardo always trying to keep Lucy down. That's what he was doing. Thing. Lucy wanted to be in the show. And uh, he was very concerned. Ricky he, did not. He just he played the bongos. Oh, exactly. He, she should be home, even when she didn't have a kid, because someone needs to be home vacuuming for 16 hours a day. In Ricky's like, defense. No, no. <laughs> in he, Ricky's Rick, defense. No, there is no defense. He could have just thrown her a bone, given her something. She, all, all Lucy wanted was to, to act and just smother Ricky. Just be with him all the time. <laughs> Look, in the reality of the show, <laughs> what skills did Lucy actually have that would warrant her being on stage in the middle of uh, Babalu? Okay, For, that's all I'm going to say. All she had to do, give her 10, 10 minutes 
and then she'd be happy as a clam. Look, he has For a reputation. God's sakes. The man trying to suppress the women again. That's what and, it is. And Mr. Gunn was doing the same thing with Jenna Fisher. He was. I'll now be her the... Ethel. I'll be her <laughs> you Ethel. Can be the Come Ethel. on, Jenna. Give me a call. By the, time, by the time the movie actually was released, she was the biggest star. Because by then, Office was the number one show on television. So there you have it. Good times. It is true. Although um, Merle was huge. People love Merle. So much so we call him Merle, which is not his name. Good times. Everybody's his favorite name racist. is not as important, but I will tell you, Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer, he is dynamite. Terrifying. Another uh, Joe Bob favorite. That is not even a B movie. I, I will t- now. Let me let me say it's been Jump a long in. time since I I've been over to the Blockbuster and rented it, but it was solid. Oh, I watched it. Yeah, it, it's terrifying. It's, it's eerie. Terrified. It's eerie. It totally is. Um, we'll have to do that sometime. Uh-huh. Now, there's a scene in there where the infant child of the floozy is in the little bassinet with a tomato in its mouth. Did you see that? No. Yes. I must have been busy writing my notes about air been... supply and foam rollers. There's no explanation. It's just holding the tomato and like, I don't know, suckling on it. Is that, <laughs> is that a thing? Or is this just no. some crazy... Okay, this movie's filmed in Canada, by the way. So 95% of the cast is Canadian. So I don't know if this is a Canadian thing. All of our Canadian listener, listeners, uh, let us know what's up with babies and tomatoes. So okay, I will tell you, I have seen freaks pick up a tomato, salt it, and eat it like a freaking apple. It makes me want to vomit. You've seen more than freaks. You've seen people <laughs> closer to home do this as well. Oh, no. Yes. Just say it isn't so, brother. Our, uh, <laughs> our, sister, drop a name. our sister Brianna was the queen of eating uh, tomatoes like apples and leaving the quote-unquote core, right? <laughs> <laughs> on the couch for us to sit in. Now, this, granted, this was many moons ago. Maybe things have changed. Was that the, with the white vinyl couch? Nothing like a, an oh, old God. tomato. An old... Brianna <laughs> was a savage. I think that by at that point, the twins just raised themselves. <laughs> it was anything goes <laughs> at that stage of the game. The sad situation. I so will the, tell you one time I did walk in on Dad uh, up late at night <laughs> eating a red onion like it was an apple. I don't know. Maybe there was nothing else in the house, but I do recall. That's that's a terrifying image. Yeah. <laughs> to say the least. Okay, so <laughs> the cops are trying to track down this woman. They they get to the barn, and that's when they find the inflated... The floozy's now inflated to monstrous proportions. Uh, and all the, the, the raccoons in the neighborhood are, are dead, basically. Yeah, because... it looks like one of those... See, I thought it was like a queen bee, so... I mean, this thing, like we were talking about the xenomorphs, this thing apparently reproduces in 1,000 different random ways. So I really thought this this looked like one of those termite queens or where it has this giant uh, abdomen and then there's just eggs pumping out of the other end. That's what I thought I was about to see. Nope. She just explodes minutes later, sending crazy... You're tearing uh, me apart! So there, there are now uh, crazy leech or not leech, well leeches, whatever slugs, whatever you want to say, 
And they go into these people's mouths. So now, now we discover how there's that crazy hive mind. And they're like within seconds, they've basically taken over the entire town. But apparently, all you have to do is put a bandana over your mouth and it keeps it out. I was quite frankly concerned about other orifices that it <laughs> might crawl into. I was like, yeah. ah, there's a lot well, of. There, Elizabeth Banks was like wearing a dress. I was like, sister. Sister. Well, it, it's literally like, do you literally have to say, don't let him get in your mouth? You know, wouldn't just instinctually you would say, I'm not going to let this strange creature crawl in my mouth, but what do I know? Right. Oh, Good, yeah. Thanks for telling us, chief. Good advice. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh. yeah. So it reproduces by you could get a stinger in your chest. Yes. It reproduces by a, a slug will jump inside your mouth. Right. It reproduces if you get the, the finger sausage wieners into your belly, but only if you get two of them at a time. I would call them <laughs> giant quato fingers. Um, it's yucky. And what else? Uh, and then, but then there were other people who seemed to be infected, but still had their own wits about them? No. What happened? Okay, so this is where it gets confusing. The way it yes. works is, is if you get the slug in your mouth, you become a mindless drone. Basically, okay. that's part of the hive mind. But if you get stuck with the, the pinchers, that's what I'm going to call them. Then the you pinchers still... implies yes. a pinch. Okay. Stabbers. Whatever. Stingers. Whatever you want so, to call them. Sausage finger wieners. Sausage. I'm not calling them that. So if, if you get stuck with both of these, you are now impregnated. Now, the your mind is still your own, but you are now overcome with an insatiable hunger because you've got to feed all these critters in your tummy. And so, right. So at the same time... At one point, they're in the the basement gorging themselves on roadkill and yeah. other dead people, and our hero goes down, and the and the zombie people look at him, and go, "Don't you judge me! Don't right. judge me!" Yes, that wasn't our hero. That was the mayor, Jack McCready, played by Greg Henry, who I think is hilarious in this movie. He's you in a thousand things. Yeah, you saw him. He was in Scarface. He was in Body Double. Um, a few other things, oh, I'm sure. No, no, no. He was also in uh, every other James Gunn movie, too. He was also in Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, he was. You're absolutely... Well, they, and you're right. They're all in the it, Guardians it, of the and Galaxy. They just trans, they, he's like, okay, I'm going to write a better script and just recast everyone again, and we'll that's do this correct. better movie. That is correct. Um, so, yeah, but that's that's the thing. It's, it's basically they, okay, at one point this girl, a teenager, has the creature start to go in her mouth, and somehow she's able to pull the thing out before it in, in gets in her brain. I think it's her able... acrylic nails. I think she had some kind of a psychic connection with her acrylic nails because she sunk, when she sunk her nails right. into the slug, yes. she started seeing, like, visions. Right. So that, that makes no damn sense. At that point, she is now like afforded a, a, a peek into the hive mind, and she realizes that for millions of years, this little crazy stinger has gone from planet to planet, and all the creatures on the planet basically are turned into one of three things they turn into the drones, 
who spit acid. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and we forgot about that. And yeah. they also spit what looks like a big Dayglo green loogie at people yes. that also turns you into some kind of zit popping monster. Well, I think it kills you. I think that's the thing. Is it, but then is the it one dude, you? his head started, well, it melts, softens you up. Right. So you can then attach to uh, the mother squid. Well, I, okay. Father squid. So you become one of these drones who are dragging people over, or you get stuck with the two stingers and become like a carrier of the, of the slugs. It's but very complicated, Kevin. Or, this is very complicated. Or you're just killed and it used eat. for meat, right? They kill, they kill you and eat you are your three choices. And, because and, when the mayor gets turned, he has his wits about him and feels very guilty as he begins to gnaw on he, someone's arm. He's not thrilled about it. Yeah. That's that's you're supposed to see like, okay, so this is what happens. This is what happened to the floozy at the beginning of the movie, essentially. Right. It's like you're so hungry because you have these slugs in you. You now have to just eat whatever he puts in front of you, including dead bodies of other people. Yeah. At the beginning of the movie, when when Grant first gets turned, when he still looks human before he starts developing these like zit light things on his forehead that also sprang out lesions. Wiener fingers. That's correct. (laughs) So he's over at the supermarket buying, like, and and strangely enough, he has to buy very expensive cuts of meat. Yeah. Not not like chuck roast. He's like buying sirloin steak. And let me have 48 of them, please. (laughs) It's cheaper just to kill the creatures in the woods, evidently. Oh, yes. Very, I would say. And your neighbors. And your neighbors. And your neighbors. So. Oh, so Lord. So by the end of the movie, you're stuck with the sheriff, whose name Bill. You're uh, Elizabeth Banks, who's Starla, and this teenage girl who now knows basically what's happening. And they decide, okay, Starla gets kidnapped because the creature's still in love with her, basically. Right. And, and He's traveled say, millions of yes. miles. He's in love with her, and her plan is, I've got this silver brush, and I'm going to go in, I'm going to sneak it in my pants, and then I'm going to stab him with it. And by pants, we mean our chonies. Yes, her underpants. But this seems like the most horrifically horrible idea It, it is the most ridiculous, stupid thing I've, I've ever heard of. This creature is huge now. This big is as a some room. kind of a, a cocaine fever dream. Anything's possible. Anything's possible. Meanwhile, Bill, the sheriff, goes like, well, there's a grenade here that we took from some townies who wanted to go trout fishing. So let me use that. Of course, that doesn't go well either. So (laughs) eventually he gets stuck with the stinger. Ah, But only one. He has presence of mind to grab the other one in midair before it can stick him. Yeah, too bad he couldn't grab both. Yeah, a little slow on the draw there. (laughs) He sticks the stinger into a propane tank next to him. Starla shoots it with a gun, and the creature blows up. And at that point, all the zombies just drop dead. So I assumed that the other people would just turn back. So basically, the whole town's dead. The whole town, right. I thought, I was thinking that too. Maybe they would snap out of it. Right. No, no evidence of that. They don't get up. There's just bodies everywhere. just a rotting cesspool of death. Yeah. It's ball. It's pretty much ball game. 
Um, one other crazy cameo, which you wouldn't even notice unless you literally looked at the cast list. At one point, uh, Starla calls the doctor because Grant says, oh, yeah, oh sorry, I'm just, <laughs> I had a, a reaction to a bee sting. Uh, that's why I have tumors on my face. So I talked to the doctor. He says, I'll be fine. So she calls the doctor, says, Grant's condition seems to be getting worse. The doctor goes, what condition is that, honey? That is the voice of Rob Zombie. I did see that. Rob Zombie. So extraordinary. Not, not impressed. Not impressed? Uh, we we uh, saw not... him at uh, the Fangoria Festival but, many moons and ago. I, I was not go- and that was for House of a Thousand Corpses. Yeah. And I was not there to see Rob Zombie. Who, who was I there to see? Karen Black, of course. That's right. Trilogy of Terror. Trilogy of Terror. And uh, <laughs> what is it? Three Easy Pieces or one of those? I don't remember. Bonnie and Clyde, but we don't care about that. One Trilogy of, of Terror. She was in a movie called there. Killer Fish with uh, Lee Majors as well. Say, say it with me. Trilogy of Terror. I'm not going to say that with you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to do it. I'm out. Yeah, um, I'm, not, I'm not a big Rob Zombie fan. That's not my, my jam. But what of his, it, uh, one of his uh, cohorts just passed away. I did see that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Sid Haig, yeah. who was in uh, a number of things, I guess. I don't know. Yes. Good time. I thought you, I thought that'd be your jam. That, that was, <laughs> it's jam adjacent. Okay. <laughs> um, one thing. So I was sitting there. So the movie was over. I'm sitting there, looking at my notes, getting them all situated, and I noticed for literally for the first time that there's a post credit sequence. Oh, I've seen this you movie. Didn't see that? I'd never noticed it because this was before everything had a post credit sequence. I mean, this was 15 years ago. Right. Um, and so the final sequence is so <laughs> there is a brain on the floor after the explosion and the little stinger is kind of poking out and it i guess off camera zaps a, a house cat that happened to be nearby so i guess it's all it's not over yet okay. just begun. Th- so. this is my theory wait on me james gunn yep and, and uh, half this cast, which are clearly his knucklehead friends, <laughs> were at a party you. drinking, throwing around wackadoo ideas. Hey, it's going to be fantastic. Have me some more cocaine. Hey, <laughs> we're going to do like this tribute to all these movies. We're going to yep. insert all these Easter eggs. And yeah, yeah, dude, you're going to be like the squid thing. It's kind of it's gonna kind of be like Alien and all this other stuff all mushed together. Hey, mushed together, yeah, yeah. That's the other idea. Yeah, we'll all work together. Won't that be fabulous? I, this is how I figured they put this together. I didn't need to see this. I don't need to ever see this again. I think you're insane. I think the dialogue that, that... in this movie is high. Hilarious. Yeah, it it's, right, it, hilarious. it's right up there with uh, Miss Meisel. You know, it's really snappy. Wait a minute. Miss <laughs> Meisel? I'm not familiar with Miss Meisel. <laughs> the marvelous Miss Meisel. Okay, it's getting worse. Maisel. <laughs> Maisel, you anti Semite. Very upsetting. <laughs> Very upsetting. Which is a tragedy because I love Amy Sherman Palladino. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho. Anywho, so I will tell you, there were a couple of amusing scenes. 
basically, the best, I think the best scene in this whole thing yes. is with Fingernail Girl. Her whole family gets attacked and uh, overcome by the slugs. Yep. And she is hiding out in her truck, and her family's coming out. Come on, Jelly Bean, let us in. Right. And, and the sheriff comes up to rescue her. As her family and the little twin children are all around the door banging. They're, and, and he's shining the flashlight on them. And he's like, what's going on over there? What, what are those red spots all over you? Uh, what did they say? Like mosquito bites well, we got, or something? We got a little bit of a touch of the poison ivy. Poison. And the twins you, you, in unison were like, we are all scratchy. Oh, my God. It was That was the best part of the whole thing. <laughs> the weird funny. hillbilly zombie family. We are that, all scratchy. That was, <laughs> that was hilarious. It, but, but it was also, if you notice, it's like all the dialogue, all the townies speaking like crazy, broken hillbilly English. All yes. of People live in like a huge mansion also speaking hillbilly English. It was, it was hilarious. <laughs> I thought it was hilarious. It's like, maybe they all have Lyme disease. So Lyme disease cause you to turn to a squid. Is that correct? I thought that was I, hilarious. I will tell you, 90% of, of my problems with this movie is looking at that monster. That is true. That, that, is, that is rough sledding. I'm not going to lie to you. you. 90% of my problem is that. It's creepy. It kind yes. of makes me want to throw up. I would say the first, I don't know, 45 minutes are dynamite. When it gets really gross, it, it's not nearly as entertaining. I will agree with that. I mean, just the turning of them is just a little too rapey and disgusting. Yeah. That, that's my problem. That, that is true. I agree with that. That's definitely an issue to deal with. Uh, but any other but, thoughts? Go for it. Well, at least he learned, or he went to a twelve-step program because I love Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians of the Galaxy is dynamite. It is great. You can't beat it. It's one uh, so, of the best uh, movies of that, of that uh, genre, at the very least. I would say if my penance. Uh, it, so I could enjoy Guardians of the Galaxy was was to uh, watch uh, this wretched beast, then I, I guess it was worth it. <laughs> okay. That in the three frickin' ninety nine. Once again, thank you Amazon. Okay. Kevin, stop picking movies to watch that are only available on Amazon for hey. paying customers. Money well spent. Money well, I think we can all agree on that. Money well spent. Um, okay, well, thank you for joining us. Uh, you can uh, go ahead and go to our page on Facebook, at the podcast that wouldn't die. Make sure you like it and share it. Go to our page on uh, Twitter, at T-Podcast, T-W-Die. Send an email, at the podcast that wouldn't die, at Gmail. And uh, like share, subscribe, five stars on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, etc., etc. I am the cult oh, of Aaron. Aaron. Aaron, are you on social media? <laughs> I am the cult of Aaron on the Twitter. Are you on Instagram? Yeah, but nobody gets to know what that is. Snapchat. <laughs> Friendster. E-Harmony. E-Harmony. <laughs> none, none of the above. Uh, basically Twitter is just me retweeting other people's work. So very it's good. Very de- it's very deep. That That's good stuff. Good original content. So there you are. <laughs> Thank you very much. And, uh, goodbye. Later skaters.